0: Welcome to You Beauty. I am Kelly McCarran, and this is the podcast for your face. Every weekday, we deliver you excellent beauty content straight into your ears. So if you like what you're listening to, make sure you rate and review. Today, I'm chatting about makeup through the decades. I absolutely love the TikTok videos where each song transition is a different decade because it's always so interesting to see people's take on a different decade while still following trends that were popular. I I also think it's really interesting to see people's versions of that decade and we need to take into account how far makeup has come because sometimes I'll be like oh my goodness that person's makeup is so good or it just looks so seamless but the reference photos for that decade are just very different so I think that also needs to be considered. I also thought that this would be a great time to drop this episode given that Halloween is right around the corner and decade makeup is a really fun and creative way to to get into dress up without going super scary or grotesque. So, let's start things off with the tens. Place dark, shining through the trees. So many TikToks start off with the 20s and the 1910s marked the end of the Edwardian eras and the beauty standards of the time were influenced by the desire for a refined, delicate and feminine appearance. So I think it's worth mentioning. We need to talk about the hair of the 10s. I'm so into it. It was worn in like really intricate and elaborate updos. And as someone who is a huge fan of the messy bun, I think that so many messy buns were actually inspired by the 1910s because that look where it's really piled on top of the head, tousled slightly, I love it. But in the 1910s nothing was messy though. Every piece of hair and they had fake hair actually called hair rats back then. Unsure why, but Moving on. They used them for volume, kind of just like we use extra hair for volume now, but rather than just piling it on top of our heads in five seconds the way we do now, everything was carefully placed and pinned into position, which would have taken absolute yonks. And I think it's really interesting that women used rags and such to do curls. However, the first hair curler was actually invented in 1872 but it wasn't run with electricity. Instead, you heated them up, but you heated them up by actually holding them over gas burners, which kind of sounds dangerous, but you know. And women also used hair rags. I think it's so interesting because we've gone full circle and our heatless curls are all the rage again, like the $4.50 little set that you can get from Kmart we have talked about time and time again. Everything that we mentioned today will be linked in the show notes, as always. Moving on to the 20s. I want to be loved by you, just you and nobody else but you. The 1920s, often referred to as the Roaring 20s, saw a significant departure from the styles of all of the preceding decades and reflected the spirit of the era. So, this is where the flapper look, which is so popular around Halloween and dress ups, came in. Really short hair, bold makeup. It's so much fun. I love it. It really looks so fabulous. They did like really short bobbed hairstyles, which is actually quite easy to recreate at home. I'll find a YouTube video to link in the show notes because it involves just flipping your hair kind of like up into a hairband and you can sort of pull off that flapper look a lot easier. I have done it before and everyone was like, oh my god, you cut your hair. No, I did not. I am just a tricky little being. And red lipstick was also huge in the 1920s, but they applied it in a really defined Cupid's bow shape. So really over-accentuating the heart shape of the peak of your upper lip. Alas, eyebrows started to get really thin in the 20s, which with that overdrawn Cupid bow sometimes could look a little bit clown-like. You do you, sis, back in the 20s. If you want to recreate that gorgeous lip, I recommend the Revlon Colorstay range. You could use the lip liner in the shade Ruby and then the suede ink lipstick in bloom or Feed the Flame. Just make sure you really over accentuate, as I said, in a heart shape on the cupid's bow. Pair it with like that little bobbed hairstyle and you're ready to flap away. Things got a little bit more sophisticated in the 1930s. The Hollywood influence on fashion and beauty it, was immense, with movie I stars really setting the tone for glamorous, polished looks. So we saw longer hair, often styled in really glamorous waves, and makeup was a lot more polished. So red lips remained really popular. Lipstick shades sort of became a lot more deeper. And false eyelashes made their debut and they're applied just as they are now to create a more dramatic fluttery look. However, I'm sure that eyelashes have come a long way. I just can't ever go past the Ardell Demi Wispies. You can get a multi-pack from Priceline. So good. I cut them in half, pop them on the outer corner of my lash line and flutter, flutter, flutter away. Then the 40s arrived. He was a famous trumpet man from our Chicago way. He had a booky style that no one else could play. He was a top man. So, when we move on to the 40s, the beauty trends were heavily influenced by everything that was happening in the political climate of the time, like the war. So, this decade is often divided into the war years and then post war. So, during the war years, hair was very practical. So, it was waves or buns, victory rolls were very popular, and makeup was kept very minimal due to the need for being practical, wasn't enough time for doing those sorts of things. But post-war, people really, really let their hair out. So longer, more flowing hair became popular, but they were still doing the curls at the top and the victory rolls. Page Boy styles came into fashion and people started to play around with their makeup again. So they were having some fun after a hard time. The 50s came and they weren't playing. Put your head on my shoulder. the influence of Hollywood stars such as Audrey Hepburn, Marilyn Monroe, and Grace Kelly played a significant role in shaping the beauty standards. So hair got big. The pin-up look, aka the you can do it girl, you know, the red hair thingy that was really popular, really sculpted, but with the beautiful curls. And then the bouffant and the beehive came into fashion. And can I say, I have always been such a huge fan of these hairstyles because they're really high, they're fun, they're OTT, just sexy. I just love it. And you can recreate them at home by backcombing a lot, which creates more volume, use pins and have fun with your hair. Then add a cat eye or a winged look because that became really iconic in the 1950s. Liquid eyeliner was used to create really sharp winged effects at the outer corners of the eye, emphasizing that real almond shape, which you can recreate using a product like the Maybelline Hyper Sharp Winged Eyeliner. I reckon I would have had one hell of a time in the 60s. It was a time of cultural revolution and social change, and beauty trends reflected the desire for self-expression and experimentation. Twiggy was huge, as was my personal beauty icon, or one of them, Bridget Bardot. I just love her. She was like the sexy blonde before Pam Anderson – the Buffon and Beehive continue to slay with hairstyled big big, big and high on the head. But as the decade progressed, the shag cut gained popularity, which is a little bit mullity on some people, but I love the versions coming out today. And makeup got bigger and better than ever. Heavy eyeliner was used to create really bold graphic lines. And this is when the cut crease really came into fashion. False eyelashes were used top and bottom, aka the twiggy look, that bright wide eyed sort of look. And then bright vibrant neon and pastel eyeshadows were super popular with people experimenting with everything from coloured mascara plus really colourful bright lippies. On the negative side, tanning started gaining popularity, influenced by the beach culture and the idea of a sun-kissed glow. When my mum talks about growing up in the 60s and 70s, they literally would use like oils and then tomatoes to cool their skin down afterwards. Like, Oh my God, it's honestly just terrific. I'm so glad how far we've come with sun safety. Then the 70s. The 70s, like the 40s, was broken into two eras. There was the early 70s, which was the hippie, bohemian era. Think Jenny from Forrest Gump. Really long, unstructured hair, loose braids, and a suntan, which is... uh Not good. But then we have the mid to late 70s, which was the glam rock slash disco era. Very similar to the 60s in terms of colour, but the added oomph of glitter, baby. Oh, there was so much fun with makeup and fashion. It's so good. Everything was really disco inspired. There was shimmer. It was very metallic, which sometimes wasn't my vibe. We discussed this on news last week, actually, but it's all coming back now, isn't it? And feathered with flipped out hair was coming into fashion. Very Farrah Forset. You can really easily recreate this with a straightener, though you sort of just straighten in a curved way and then flick it out away from your head at the very end and just do that on every single section and you're going to have that real newsreadery 70s look. 80s. 80s, 80s, 80s. It's funny because when I see people recreate the 80s trends, it looks fab. But a lot of real actual reference photos from that decade are, well, a little bit unfortunate. And I mean, I'm into more and more. But it was too much. There was big, voluminous hairstyles with curls and waves and perms. The bigger the better. Crimping was huge, and I'm still confused by that. On top of the perms and the crimping and the big hair that was also back home, to, we were putting in all of the hair accessories like scrunchies, headbands, hair clips. Everything that we could do, we were doing it. My mum was telling me about she went to get her hair permed one time and actually just started falling off, like literally breaking off. At the scalp because her hair was so overpermed. So she had short hair for a while, which she also slayed. But, you know, we were doing some really crazy things to our hair in the 80s. Makeup was a lot as well. And I do say that as a lover of makeup, it was like everyone wanted to use all of the products, but all of the time, but didn't really know how because we didn't have access to things like YouTube and TikTok where we were learning. Contouring started and we were loading, loading up on the blush. It was applied in the most bold and vivid shades possible, such as hot pink and bright orange and it was often like put not just on the apples of the cheeks, it was extended up towards the temples. There was probably like one brush and people were just like applying it everywhere, all over the lid, up to the eyebrow. You know what? It was just a lot, but it was a vibe and I think that it's really fun. Anyway, that's it. I hope that you have learned something with your history teacher Kel for the day and potentially inspired you for your next dress-up party. I know that you're thinking, are you daft? You've missed the 90s and the noughties, but given yeah, they're really in fashion at the moment and just as horrendous as the first time we lived through them, I could dedicate an entire episode just to roasting those trends. If you turn up at Halloween in those costumes, people just think that you're embracing the Y2K era. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of you Beauty. If you have a suggestion for an episode, email us at ubeauty at mamamia.com.au or slide on into our DMs and leave us a voice note. Just click that little microphone thingy because we love to hear your actual voice voices. The producer of UBD is Cassie Merritt with audio editing by Leah Porges. I'll be back in your ears tomorrow for Spendy Savy with the delightful Erin. Bye-bye!